Hey friends, you're listening to the Student Ministry Sermon Podcast from First Christian Church. Our hope is that these words bless you, lead you closer to Jesus, and help you follow Him more faithfully. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy. Okay, for those of you that don't know me, I'm Joni, and um, I have been a youth leader for a really, really, really long time, as Micah always likes to remind me of that, and how old I am. He asked me if I was around, like when the, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments were around and that type of thing, but I am not that old, really, I'm not. Um, I just want to tell you guys that it is, I love being here. I love being with you guys. I love um, getting to know you. I love um, being a part of your life. Um, I I look at it as a privilege that God has given me and a privilege that you guys would trust me in things um, and to know you and to um, hopefully give you a little wisdom. But as much as I do that for you guys, you teach me a lot of things. So I wanted to say thank you for that. and. Um, Thank you for letting me be a part of you guys. But So, anyway, um, so we're in a series, I don't know if you guys remember, but we're in a series called, um, What Are You Known For? And um, last, no, week before last, it was about kindness. I don't know if any of you remember that. Um, are you kind? You know, are you kind to people? Um, the last week that Micah did was um, about transparency. Are you authentic? Are you real to people? Um, are you real to yourself? Are you real to God? So this week we're talking about a dedication. And it's dedication to your faith and to those around you. Um, your dedication to God and what that looks like for your faith and what that looks like to others that are around you. So um, I wanted to give you just one definition of uh Dedication. It's a strong support or loyalty to someone or something. And in that strong support and that loyalty, that it's shown through attitudes and behavior. So that's kind of where I'm coming from, is that, um, and for us, that um, strong, that dedication is to God. Or for most of us, maybe not all of us, but that, that, that's what that's about. So we're going to look at um, <clears throat> dedication in the Bible, and uh, it's a story about a guy named Stephen. It's He's talked about in Acts 6 and 7. So he was a Greek Jew, um, but he became a believer. He became a Christian, and he did lots of miracles. Um, should I be coming over here? Good. Um, he did lots of miracles, and he told people about Jesus as the Messiah, and that he had come to save them, and um, that he would be with them. And which, that's not what goes on in the Jewish religion. Um, the Jews did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah, and um, they were not very happy about people that were spreading that, that Jesus came to save that he came to um, to die for them, and that he was the Messiah that was going to do that. Because the Jewish people, they believed there was a Messiah coming, but they did not believe it was Jesus, and they thought that he was going to be a king that came and like 
he just gathered the kingdom of Israel, and that's what they thought that he was going to do. Not that he was somebody that came and died and then was going to save them. So the Jewish leaders that were around, some of them in um, the temple, that were like a church, that's what it is, and uh, they were not happy about all the people that were beginning to believe in Jesus and what he did. So they would argue with Stephen, and they would try to trip him up and different things like that and win an argument, but they could never win an argument with him. Um, So what they decided to do is they paid some men to lie about the things that he said. Like he he said, um, they said that he was against the temple, which was very important to the Jewish people because that's where they thought God was. That that's where they could worship him, that's where he was, that's where um, he wasn't anywhere else but there. And then they also said that he lied about Moses, um, the law of Moses, that, you know, that's the Ten Commandments, and there's other laws that went with that, that about marriage, divorce, what you could eat, different things that you could do on different days, things like that. I think there was like 613 of them or something like that. So they told these lies about him. Well, they took him um, to court. It was a Jewish court, and it would be like you or I being charged with something and going to have to go to court. And uh, the leader, the head leader, he asked him, so are these charges against you, are they true? Which he probably was just rhetorical because it didn't matter what what Stephen said, that um, he was probably going to be charged for it. So Stephen didn't really, um, and just so you guys know, he was he was not like an old man. He wasn't even that. He was about twenty nine years old, and um, he kind of he didn't really answer that those, that question directly. But instead, he, I don't know. See, when I was reading it, um, and I'm looking at this and what he said, I'm like, wow, he's like giving them a smackdown. I mean, that's like, he is like, he's not, he's not cutting any corners or anything like that. And um, he starts out friendly. He starts out and he calls them um, brother or, you know, like, hey, friend, you know, that type of thing. So he calls them that and he starts out talking well he goes into this whole long speech about the Jewish history and I'm not gonna if you want to read it it's in Acts 7 but I'm not gonna do it because it's very long and there's a lot to it so if it's okay with you I'm gonna kind of give you like a synopsis of it that's what I'm gonna do so he starts out with this long history of of, of the Jewish people and he goes from Abraham to Joseph to Moses and in those things he takes out this he talks about what they accused him of saying. And he talks about how God was always with them, every one of them, that when Abraham was um, he was called to go to a different land, God, you know, he was there with him. He wasn't in a building. In fact, this was before a temple was even built. And so, you know, it's not like, um, you know, Abraham's like, 50 miles away and God saying, hey, hey, Abraham, go over there. I want you to go over there. Yeah, turn around, right, keep walking. I'll tell you when to stop. I mean, it wasn't like that. He was there. He was with him. And they could talk to him. They could praise him, uh, worship him, all of those things. Anytime they wanted to, it didn't matter. It didn't have to be in a building. Same with um, Joseph. 
with Moses. So he was trying to tell them, even before there was a temple that was built, God was with people. He's too big to be held in one place. He's too big to be in a building. So that was one of the things that he was talking about. He took them through that history. And the other thing was Moses, because they were saying that he was, um, that he was saying things against Moses and the law. But when Moses got the Ten Commandments, and those were, there were all those laws, even Moses at the time had said that Jesus was coming, that there was a Messiah coming, that there was a Savior coming, and that it wasn't going to be just about the law anymore, but it was also about Jesus coming to save them, and then they would be right with God. So, then it gets a little bit sticky, because he's really, like now he's like, okay, I've told you all that stuff, but here, I'm, this, this is, now this is going to be serious, is that he started telling them that they rejected Jesus as the Messiah, they rejected him like they had rejected other prophets that we had come before and were talking about Jesus. They um, said that actually that they are the ones that were responsible for killing him. Well, they didn't really sit too well with the Jewish leaders because they were very proud of their, of their religion. They thought that they really knew the scriptures. And then they also were kind of, you know, thought they were holy people. It was, you know, that they were kind of better. And so, um, as he kept talking, they just got angrier and angrier and angrier. And it even says that they were like so angry they were gritting their teeth, you know, that they were just putting their hands over their ears. They were angry. They were gritting their teeth. I don't know about you guys, but I this happened to you. This has happened to me a couple of times. And it's it, it, I don't know if you ever got this angry or frustrated with somebody, but um, I. I at one time that happened to me and it was like all of the, the moisture just like was sucked right out of my mouth and it was like I couldn't like I couldn't really talk because my lips wouldn't move and you know how you know like you get really dry well my lips are like stuck at the top of my of, of my lip and I, it's like I couldn't talk I couldn't move and I was kind of like talk like this and it wasn't working and you know it's, you, you can't talk like that and be like angry at somebody but anyway so they that's what they were they were so angry and they were so um they're just gritting their teeth and at one point they ended up grabbing Stephen and they took him out of the city and they started stoning him because for them for what he was saying they had the right to kill him and so they started stoning him and um to me that would be a crazy way to die, to think that somebody is throwing rocks at you, throwing stones at you over and over to end up killing you. And um, at one point, he um, he looked up to heaven and he said, um, yes, Jesus, to receive his spirit. Because, you know, he knew that he was going to die, but he was trusting that he was going to be with Jesus when that happened. And then, I think one of the amazing things is that he dropped to his knees, and um, in a really loud voice, he asked God, yes, Jesus, that he would not blame them for the things that they were doing. I don't know about you, but I, that, that sounds crazy to me. I mean, it was that, that he would do that. 
But for Stephen, I don't think it was a way, I don't think he was defending himself when he was saying all those things, telling them all that stuff. I think that for him, he knew that he had to be true to what God, to who God was, even if it cost him his life. And that it was important for him to know, or for people to know, who Jesus was and what it meant to be a believer. And I, even though his death, because he was martyred, he was one of the first Christians to be martyred for his faith. Um, even though he died, it wasn't Jesus. Uh, God didn't love him because he died for him. But God loved him because of his faith and his dedication to God. And that's, so it wasn't really about the death. It was more about his faith and his dedication to him. Um, I don't, I don't know that you're ever going to be, or I'm ever going to be asked um, to give up my life for my dedication or my loyalty to God. I know that even today, there are people that that's happened to. And I know that all of you have heard about Columbine at the high school shooting and, and the girl Rachel that ended up having to, to stand up for her faith to say that yes, she believed in God when she was asked about it. Um, she had, I, I read a thing about her that she had written a journal and she had a very, her, her family realized that she had a really close relationship with God. And that one of the things that they found is when she had been younger, on the back of her dresser, which I guess maybe would be like writing on a wall, I don't know, but um, the back of her dresser, she wrote, she, she traced her hands on the back of the dresser, and in them she wrote um, that God would let those hands spread um, who he was around, you know, around the world. And um, her mom said that she has done that. It's not the way that she thought she would, but she has to, did do that because of her standing up for her faith and her dedication and her loyalty to who God is and who He meant to her. Um, I do know that all of us, at some point or another, have to stand. You've been, you've been asked to stand up for your faith, whether you realize it or not. To stand up to your dedication and your loyalty to God. Um, you know, whether it be to maybe a person or a, or a group of people that you. I don't know, did you have to, you know, you say that you're a Christian to them, and maybe they're not going to think as much of you, or maybe they're going to treat you differently, maybe they're going to laugh at you, or maybe they just don't want to hang out with you, um, or maybe it's just even with a friend that, you know, you maybe there's, there's things that have happened, and you've got to choose whether or not you're going to be true to who God says he is. Um, I don't know I don't know why I'm the only one but do you guys have that person in your life that is really hard to like okay and I know that for probably almost every one of you that a person popped into your head am I right okay don't say any names though don't say any names um, maybe they're mean maybe they're rude maybe they're dishonest or maybe they're just really hard to be around um or maybe you've uh, maybe you've been treated unfairly in something. That I have. I don't know about you guys, but maybe you've been treated unfairly. Um, how 
do you react to those people? Um, how do you treat those people? I know for me, uh, I had a situation, it's been a long time ago, a lot of years ago, um, not in the dinosaur age, Micah, no, but um, a long time ago, I had a situation where this person, um, there was a misunderstanding and they got really um, angry with me um, to, and I remember I called when I realized it, I called and I explained the situation and I apologized for anything that I had done, you know, to, to offend them or to hurt them or anything like that. And they, they pretty much ended the conversation with, well, that doesn't really matter. That doesn't mean anything to me. It's like, okay, all right. Well, I didn't know what that was going to look like, but um, I realized it soon. Like for over nine months, this person, um, they didn't speak to me. In fact, if they were in a room and I walked into it, they got up and walked out. Um, if they saw me somewhere, they would either go in a different direction or they would pass me and not even acknowledge me at all. And I don't know, I don't know how well you guys know me, but man, that, for somebody not to talk to me um, and to do those kinds of things, I, I'm a people person and so that, that was really hard and um, it was frustrating. And those times I was like, okay, you know what? All right, that's what you're, how you're going to be. But a friend told me that you should never let someone else dictate your behavior. No matter what that person does, it shouldn't make a difference on how you're going to react and how you're going to treat them. Um, but I will say that, uh, so it was over nine months later that I get a call from her, them, <laughs> That there was a situation that they needed to talk to me about, and I was first of all I was very shocked. I was very shocked because um, when she called, she acted like nothing had happened, like she hadn't ignored me for the last nine months, she, that she hadn't talked to me for the last nine months, um, or anything like that. So she, it was like nothing had ever happened. And first, I was very shocked, and so I was just kind of okay, going along with it and stuff. But you know, this thing inside me was going, "Hey, wait a minute, why is it?" that you get to decide that. Why can you do those things to me? And then all of a sudden, when you're done with that, and you don't, you don't need to be like that, you don't feel the need to be like that with me, why do you get to decide that it's done, that it's over? What about me? How come I can't decide that? But I will tell you that I, and, and, and it was because of God, that I didn't react in that way. Um, that I talked with them and um, acted like nothing had happened. But I know for, for that situation is that there were years later that I was able to talk to her about um, spiritual things, about relationships and things like that, which I think if I would have reacted in a different way, I don't know if that would have, that would have happened. Uh, I can tell you I don't always get it right, but I think that day with God, I did get it right. Um, but there is one thing that I do want you guys to hear, is that I'm not saying that every time somebody hurts you or wrongs you, that you have to act like it's okay. That's not what I'm saying. Um, and especially if it's something where it's you're being abused either physically, emotionally, sexually, um, that that is never okay. And that is something that needs to be 
that's not the kind of hurt I'm talking about or the kind of wrong that's done to you. Um, I'm talking about maybe with your friends or maybe people you don't know or maybe even your family that you struggle with in some things of being hurt or being wronged and those types of things. Um, but in a lot of times, it's the right thing to do to talk to them, to confront them with love and with truth and try to work through that, maybe just with them or maybe if you feel comfortable doing it with them and somebody else that you trust. But then there's also those people that um, they just are really, really difficult to be around. Um, you've done all that you can and it's just... It's a difficult thing. And sometimes for your well-being, you might need to put some boundaries on those relationships. And that's okay. That's okay to do. But I will tell you that if that's the case, Jesus still says that you need to pray for them. And you need to pray for their relationship with him. And I don't know about you, but sometimes when it's somebody that I struggle with a lot... That can be a really hard thing to do. Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah, a little bit. You good? Okay. Um, I'll just talk a little louder. Um, that can be a really difficult thing to do for somebody that has hurt you, for somebody that has wronged you. Somebody that has hurt you, somebody that has wronged you, um, it's very hard to pray for them. Am I the only one? No? Anybody? Anybody out there? I'm not the only one. But you know what? That's what God says to do. Um, he says that your dedication to Him and your loyalty to Him, to who He is, that that is shown to people by your attitude and by your behavior. And maybe this isn't even about, you know, an enemy. Or maybe it's, you know, or anything like that. Maybe it's about that you need to show your dedication to God and your attitude and your behavior um, with your parents. Um, maybe with your siblings. Maybe with a friend, maybe a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a relative. I don't know who that is. But it doesn't have to be because you're wrong. And it doesn't have to be because you're hurt. But it's because if you're dedicated and you're loyal to who God is and what he's done for you, um, then you're going to show that with your attitudes and with your behaviors. So, I guess... Um, I guess you have to ask yourself, what what are you known for in your loyalty to God, in your dedication to God? Um, ultimately, God wants you to fully love Him and to love others, um, and to be dedicated to that by showing them love, by showing them kindness, by being real, and by staying true to who God is to you and to, he is to the other believers um, in, in, uh, in your life. So, that is what I have for you. But, I do want you to know that um, 
This series, I think, is also next week. Um, but I'd like to pray for you guys, if that's okay. But I just thank you um, for this night. I thank you that you are some a God that we can trust, um, that we can be loyal to you because of who you are, that we can um, show that loyalness to other people by our attitudes and by our behavior. And I ask God that um, you, you help each one of them to know what they stand for, what they're known for. But I pray that that's for you. In Jesus' name, amen.